Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hey, this is Trent Cotney. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. As always, I've got my partner in crime here, John Kenny. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be back with a live episode today. I um, hope everybody out there is doing well as well. Yeah, had a little bit of a hiatus. Both of us were on the road at various events. I uh, had the pleasure of going out to the Western States Expo, followed by the National Slate Association meetings and getting ready to head back out to uh, some more Western States board meetings and the NRCA Legal Conference. And John, you were all over the place too. Where, where have you been? But at Western States with you, I think we had a lot of fun out there. We loved doing the uh, roofing trivia and the roofing games. That was actually very a lot of audience participation. Enjoyed that. Uh, from there, I was back for a week, and I was up in MetalCon. Um, they had a great event up in Indianapolis, and then back. And then this week, I was uh, down in uh, South Florida at the uh, Roofing Contractor Association in South Florida speaking. It was a great group down there, full house, a lot of local uh, South Florida uh, members. It was good to see them all. And, uh, I'm good for about another two weeks, and then uh, it's off to Chicagoland for a couple of days, and then back again. Yeah, and it seems like that's just kind of how it is now. You know, we're always on the road, always going to the next events. But, uh, you know, while we were gone, a lot of different uh, pretty big news stories came out. You know, one of the ones that I was tracking in particular was this independent contractor rule, and they came out with a proposed rule finally, the Department of Labor did, and the reason why this rule is, is important is because it is, uh, it's, it's a direct impact on the use of subcontractors. So, you know, as you know, John, you know, a lot of, of contractors out there use sub labor and um, whether or not you are classifying a subcontractor appropriately as opposed to an employee is a big deal because it affects things like withholding and whether or not you're keeping I-9s or OSHA, all that kind of stuff. So. In this rule, what they did is they kind of cut against sort of the Trump administration mentality uh, of being a little bit more business oriented, business centric. And they said, now we're going to look at the totality of the circumstances. We're going to we they put six factors down, none of which are determinative. But they basically said we're going to look at, you know, opportunity for profit or loss, uh, what kind of investment the workers are, are doing as far as their relationship with the employer. The uh, permanence of the relationship, how long it's been together, the nature and degree of control, whether work was performed is, is an integral, you know, a key part of the work and, you know, the skill and initiative. And the sort of take home point here, John, is that under this administration, there's been a real push for both unionization and um, to kind of eliminate those 1099, you know, labor type situations. So. Um, obviously should be something that, you know, contractors are aware of because it could affect them down the road. Yeah. And, and I could, my end, when I'm, I'm talking and dealing with contractors, that issue comes up all the time. And I will tell you a great majority of contractors are not classifying correctly, even under old standards, much less anything coming tighter. And uh, you do not want to go down that road. There's besides legal and, and tax implications. And like you said, now, uh, you know, ice, all that stuff, you, you got to be very careful. So I'm glad you're getting the word out there. I think that's a real important topic. And, um, you know, I, I don't see it getting any easier, I guess would be the best word over the next few years anyways. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, as far as getting the word out, you and I were talking about um, something that had gotten on your radar recently from a training and operations standpoint. Why don't you share that with the audience? Yeah, so, you know, we've been getting a lot of calls and actually at the couple of the meetings I've been at that people have been talking about it. And I'm kind of looking at with the training. So, you know, we're all, we have technology out there and, and you have pretty much conventional training right now. They're, they're starting, and I'll get to the newer training, but most of the training, not only in the roofing industry, but throughout construction, goes through the process of that standard apprenticeship type training, the government back training, uh, was a three-year program. Some are getting it down to two. It's a lot of hands-on classroom training, hours worked on the job. Well, what we're starting to see is some of the other trades are starting to melt in augmented reality training. And that's different than virtual reality. And I just hit that real quickly in case a few out there uh, don't know the difference. I mean, virtual reality is exactly what it sounds like. You got your glasses on and you're dumped into a virtual world and you're doing things. Augmented actually brings the real world items to you in a virtual setting. So basically you're, you're training um, and it's not, you not have to be hands-on like if it's roofing, let's say. Um, you could actually be uh, welding a seam or mopping a roof or torching in all, you know, with the augmented reality and not be uh, actually physically touching everything, but it's the same feel as being there. There's other uses for it, but training uh, really seems to be taking off. And I'll tell you who's really pushing it hard right now is uh, your plumbing, you know, your pipe fitters and that, and also electricity, because they can learn how to do all this tag in, tag out, uh, uh, hooking up of all the stuff, doing the pipes, the soldering, all that, without physically doing it, and also heavy equipment. So you, you got to say, well, you still have to have hands on. Well, you do, but the advantage is they're getting this down into the high schools, and even lower grade schools where the where the kids can try this out and they're starting to get the love of the trade. So they're learning how to, let's say it was roofing. You're learning how to put a roof on before you're able to even climb a ladder or physically do it. So I think there's a lot of advantages to augment it. And I think we're going to see a huge push out there in the construction training, moving from conventional to uh, augment it. And I think you're going to probably see a lot of private companies push this big time out there. I wouldn't be surprised you see some of the bigger manufacturers start to really release this within the next year or so. Yeah, I think it makes sense. You know, you got to figure out a way to accelerate training and also get the, the newer generations uh, into, you know, the trades. And I think that's a great way to kind of go about doing it, implement, you know, old school techniques with new skill training. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, one of the things that, that, um, I think has become apparent, at least since the storm, is that there are a lot of contractors out there that that don't have the requisite skill that they need. You know, um, you know, I've, I've often joked around. Nobody ever calls me with good news. It's always, you know, this roof has collapsed or OSHA's out or something like that, and that's what I'm here for. But you know, one of the things that I'm hearing is a lot of contractors having to go in and and rework or repair bad workmanship. Um, it's interesting because when you're navigating these insurance claims, you know, you get these contractors that come out of state, obviously there's licensing and workers comp issues, but they don't understand how rigorous our, you know, rules and laws are here in the state of Florida. Um, you know, and not just in Florida, but outside of Florida, almost every single state, you have to be very careful about how you interact with an insurance company. 
most states have some kind of um, statute on licensure of public adjusters. So you can't hold yourself out as a public adjuster. You can't, you know, negotiate, um, you know, policies or things like that on behalf of a homeowner. Uh, so it's sort of a fine line. You kind of have to thread that needle. You can provide information on scope, but if you start, you know, negotiating supplementals or doing things like that, you end up in a situation where it's kind of questionable as to whether or not you're a public adjuster or not. And, you know, some some of these contractors that come from out of state may not have that level of, of uh, requirement or may not be enforced to the extent that it is here in Florida, but uh, definitely something I'm seeing more and more of, you know, navigating sort of the insurance uh, framework, not just here in Florida, but in Texas and other, you know, states that have a lot of hail damage or fire or hurricanes like we do. Yeah, one thing, especially in Florida, um, I've gotten calls uh, from out-of-state contractors uh, you know, as saying, well, I understand Florida released the uh, laws till the end of November. You don't have to be licensed to work on roofs. I'm like, no, that's not what they did. They're allowing general contractors and residential certified contractors can put on these temporary blue roofs or do their roofing work uh, without a, a subbing it out. But that's only to 30 days. But someone, you still have to have a Florida license. So you can't run unlicensed. Um, that's why I've been just sending back the articles of all the contractors out of state that are getting arrested in, uh, you know, Southwest Florida. You don't want to do it. Um, you know, I do think it was a little confusing the way it was released. Um, if you're out of state, I could see, you know, an honest contractor could easily get confused by the way it was worded. But you got to be licensed. You're safe. Yeah, that's that's it. Don't. Don't play around with it because they're enforcing it. There's been several arrests already. And, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time. It's like I tell contractors, you know, tons of money to be made right now in storm affected areas. But you got to understand it's also a huge opportunity for government government enforcement. You know, they can yep. hit their nut. They can get those fines. It's it's uh, it's a lot of activity. So, you that know, that is low lying fruit to the government authorities. Yep, yep. It's it's like, you know, the zebras going to the watering hole. You know, there's a there's crocodiles in there, man. It's just a matter of time. So um Yep, yep. So John, it's we're towards the end now. And of course, this is your favorite part, I know. Uh, uh the stats fortunately keeps uh keeps rising here because we had a little bit of a, a layoff. But this one I thought was was kind of good. It's sort of a softball, but I think it's good that we talk about. So this one is from Jasmine. Jasmine's question is, uh, where do we go to get information? You know, where do we find the information about what's going on in the industry? And I can tell you, you know, obviously, I talked to you, John. I mean, you're, you're definitely, you <laughs> know. Um, but, you know, I, I like going to associations. I like hearing what they've got to say. I follow, you know, all the publications, regardless of whether it's, you know, Roofing Contractor Magazine or uh, Roofer's Coffee Shop, Roofing Magazine. Coatings Pro, you name it, uh, all those mags, and not just roofing related outside of that as well, you know, construction executive, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then other than that, I, I hit the occasional webinar, check out the internet and social media. I get a lot of news off of social media. Um, what about you, John? Yeah, I mean, you you hit the high points there. Your association, especially on a local level, um, that's great to join, get your information, work your way up. Um, definitely, like you said, Roofer's Coffee Shop, Roofer's Magazine, Roofer. There's all different ones out there and HVAC to whatever industry you're in. There's some good trade publications that keep you up to date. 
definitely social media. I recommend that uh, they follow us for sure, uh, you know, on our social media because we're always putting the most current content out there that we can for the industry. Uh, that's what we're here to do. And, you know, oh, and manufacturers, if you're looking for anything specific, an understanding of a particular part of a roof system, I will tell you right now, manufacturers over the last couple of years have almost have all their installation videos on YouTube now. So, you know, you it's not like it was. You don't have to hunt that hard anymore. Only caution that I give anyone out there looking for information, make sure you verify the source that you're getting it from. Because like anything else, example, roof installation, I've heard manufacturers make this very clear. Make sure it's legit and it's ours. Because just because another roofer is saying this is the way we do it doesn't mean it's right. And, you know, so just if you're looking for true information that meets all the standards and qualifications, just make sure you're verifying your sources. That's all. Yep. Well, I, I know the, the source to go to. I've got John Kenny on speed dial. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I need to know. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, please stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Mortar. In the meantime, if you got any questions for me, feel free to reach out. I am Trent Cotney, trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can they reach you? Uh, John Kenny, and that's jkenny at cotneyconsulting.com. Great. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, buddy.